Welcome to When the Weeping Ceases, a podcast for Christian women purposed to uplift, sharpen, and encourage your relationship with Jesus. Through sharing the word and love of God, I hope this podcast will strengthen weak links, revive dry places, and ignite a fire that cannot be put out. Are you ready for when the weeping will cease? Enjoy. Hi everyone, this is Lai from When the Weeping Ceases, and thank you so much for joining me this week. This week I can say that it's been a very interesting and trying first three days of the work week. Anything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. Me trying to process through a lot of like negative situation and toxic people, as well as me just trying to clear space in my mind so that I can focus. It's been just really hard for me this week to, to, to maintain a positive mindset and for me to just be able to breathe. And a lot of times, you know, it's like, that's simple. You know, all you got to do is just, you know, cut people out and block people this. And I'm like, it's easy to do that. But for me, it just seems like when there's something that attacks me and attacks my heart, it's really hard for me to process those things. So they, they, they stick with me day, day in and day out and day in and day out until I'm able to just be like, look, lie, you need time to process this. And so with me not allowing myself enough time to process, you know, the ups and the downs, the goods and the bads, I went into the work week and I made a lot of mistakes where I was literally like praying to God, like, please, Jesus, make this work, fix this, because I don't know what to do, and I don't know how I missed this, I don't know, you know, how to fix this, and I'm crying, and I'm so like, just getting really down and disappointed in myself, and I'm like, God, please make a way, because this is, this could break me, and God showed me this week, like, look, love, (laughs) one, slow down, two, it's okay for you. Like loneliness comes with the with the, the territory. If people aren't treating you right, let them go. And two, trust me a little bit more. Speak to me a little bit more. Pray to me a little bit more. As much time as you spend arguing with these people, take the time to reflect. Write in your journal. Talk to me like you're talking to me now. <laughs> and really just indulge in me a little bit more because I promise you I will never let you fail. And day in and day out, God has corrected a lot of my errors God slowed me down God allowed me to be honest with you know my supervisors like look this is too much I can't do it um and God is also allowing me to realize like there's no such thing as perfect except my son Jesus Christ and you may want things to be perfect but you have to realize that's beyond your limits and so if you trust me I can perfect you but you also have to trust the process of being perfected. So it's just a lot of things. I can go on and on and on and on and on, but God is good. God made a way. God is awesome. God is amazing. And I just love the Lord. And I thank God for not leaving me. I thank God for allowing me to have this reality check, allowing me to 
realize like girl slow down and stop allowing people to take up space where you feel like you're drowning in, in poison and toxicity let it go it's not going to work you're not going to be happy and then the thing is while these people are home sleeping you're up at night thinking things through trying to process things to make people happy and it's just like you can't make everyone happy and it's okay if people don't like you so I'm, 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 I'm learning a lot of things and God has given me a lot of understanding. I've been asking him a lot of questions and God's like, I've been told you, you just failed to listen. I've been told you and you still refuse to listen to me. I've been told you and I've been here even in your, in, in moments where you know that you were, you were going to have to be lonely, but you rather run to these people that have nothing good for you to stay here and allow for you to dwell, allow for yourself to dwell in my peace. So that's neither here nor there. There's a lot of things that got to work me, working on me uh, with. And so um, the topic for this, this week's podcast is a message to my younger self. And I think it's appropriate because as I'm, as I'm, you know, going through this week, I'm doing a lot of processing. And I ask God, I said, what do you want me to talk about? And this was the topic. So we're going to jump right in. And, of course, as always, we're going to pray in the podcast episode. So, if you would, Father God, I come humbled in your presence, just thankful for everything you are, everything you have been, and everything you will do. I ask that you bless this podcast. I ask that you bless the words that are coming out of my mouth. I ask that you use me as a vessel, Lord God, to do your will and to do your works, Lord Jesus. I ask right now that you allow for me to be lessened so that you could be uplifted. So that people can see you and none of me, Lord God. I ask right now that you bless whoever's listening so that they are able to be impacted or for them to be able to get to know me a little bit better. Or maybe even for them just to know who you are and how powerful you are, Lord God. I just ask that you bring forth blessings. I ask that you bring forth understanding. I ask that you allow me to bring forth some level of wisdom. And I just ask that you just keep on using me and shaping me to be the servant that you would have me to be. I ask this right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so <laughs> this week's episode is, well, the topic is a message to my younger self. Now, for me, I'm thinking more so teenage years, 14 to about 18-ish, 18-esque. <laughs> so a few things, I had to jot down a couple of things so that I can keep focused and I can keep on track. So if I could tell myself, one thing to begin with would be forgiveness is powerful. I think we go through life understanding that we're going to be faced with a lot of pain and a lot of hurt. And for me, it's been from people that have been, you know, mostly my family. It's never been like a stranger. And like I said before in a couple of episodes, if it's a stranger, I think it'll be easier just to let go. But when it's your family, and you love them to death to the point where you're willing to risk your life, it's a lot. And so for me, instead of me, like a lot of times, I'm, I'm a very meek person. So instead of me trying to process through things, um, I just find myself harboring an in and just acting like it never happened. And a lot of times you don't, you shouldn't allow that, you know, you not allowing yourself to process, you not allowing yourself to have that conversation, you being uncomfortable or your meekness to not enable you to be like look I need to have this conversation with my cousin or I have to have my conversation with my sister or I have to have this conversation with my mother so that there could be freedom at some level 
so that it can be some type of mental peace. And so that you don't end up burying it and then it shows up, what, five years later. So for me, I would tell myself, one, forgiveness has power. It has power to bring forth freedom for you, but it also has power to create new dynamics and new relationships. Like a lot of times people say, you know, you should never let the person that hurts you get back to where they were. And it's just like, you know, to some extent, if it's family, you you have to live and you have to, you know, forget. You have to move forward and forget. But sometimes there's a, a, a needed conversation that will allow for you to grow and be elevated to the next level. And I think forgiveness allows that. Not forgiveness and then on their end, ref, re, true repent, repentance. Um, also, I would tell myself that you have to learn to forgive yourself. I had, when growing up, I had a hard time forgiving myself. When I made mistakes or when I hurt somebody, I could not forgive myself. Even though they may have forgiven me, I'm like, oh, I'm such a bad person. I shouldn't allow that to happen. Oh, I hurt this person. I'm a bad person. And I, I internalize my unforgiveness. And I think sometimes that tainted the relationship that I had with that person or the relationship that I had with future friends or in making new new relationships with other people. Another thing I would tell myself is to love yourself. You're beautiful. You may not be a size one, two, three, four, or five, but you're beautiful. You are worth every minute, every second, every ounce of true love. You're worth every minute, every second, every ounce, every level of God's love. You are worth truth, you're worth honesty, you're worth the true essence of love. And unless you love yourself, you will not be able to understand what it is. And a lot of times you will not be able to understand how to let someone love yourself because you don't see why you should be loved. So that's what I would tell myself, like why you should look. Listen, you're worthy of love. Learn how to love you. Learn how to love what people deem as flaws. Learn how to love your weight. Learn how to love your skin. Learn how to love your hair. Learn how to love your eyes. Learn how to love your, your, your wiseness. Learn how to love every ounce of who you are and be unapologetic for it. Learn how to love yourself wholeheartedly and allow God to love you because everything that you feel is a flaw, everything that you feel may be, a, may be voided out or everything that you feel like you lack, God will fill. That's period. God will fill and mend all things that you perceive as wrong. And God will empower you. God will nurture what it is that you think you don't have. God will allow for you to get out your comfort zone so that you can notice, oh, wow, I am pretty smart. Oh, wow, I am beautiful. Oh, wow, I am me and I'm killing it. So that's what I would tell my younger self, especially. Growing up, I had a hard time seeing my beauty. I have like this birthmark in the middle of my nose and I tend to wear like thick glasses because people used to make fun of me. They used to be like, oh, it's a third eye or, oh, it's ugly or you got, you know, like, you know, little kids are, are cruel. Little kids, teenagers and people, grown adults, they're cruel. People can be cruel. But you, I had to learn like, look, I can't change that. That's how God made me. And if this is how God made me, then it must be perfect because nothing in his image is flawed. So that's what I would tell myself. 
I will also tell myself, do not compromise yourself or integrity. Now, <laughs> this comes, you know, right in the, the, the height of the conversation between Monique and Steve Harvey with that episode and people saying he's a sellout and things of that nature. I have my sentiments. But what I will say is a lot of times you're put in compromising situations. And I would tell myself, no matter what, you do what's right. You uphold your integrity. You maintain your honesty and understand that even though people may not like you, even though people may not like the fact that you are sound-minded and a voice of reason, you speak what's truth and you speak your truth. You don't allow people to silence who you are. You don't allow people to take that from you because at the end of the day, when everything is gone, your degrees, your house, your clothes, your, you know, your money, when people, when you leave this earth, all people can really recognize you for is your character, the substance of your character. Forget that. The substance of your character and how you loved people and how you were as a person. Do not compromise your integrity to fit in. Do not compromise your integrity to fit what social media thinks you should have to, you know, you should be. Do not compromise your integrity because boy, that's the only way boys will like you. Do not sacrifice your integrity because if people don't like who you are and your most authentic self, then they don't need you. And if they, if, if they can't accept it, then maybe they can experience you from afar, but you never sacrifice your integrity. Another thing I would tell myself is, Laisha, girl, not everybody's going to like you. So don't put yourself in predicaments where you're being used and walked over on because you want to be liked. You don't deserve that. If people don't like you and you didn't give them a reason not for them to like you, then whatever it is that they got against you must be a reflection of themselves. Or they want to be more like you or there's something about your character that they see people like and they know they don't have it. Do not allow for you wanting and your and yearning to be a part of the in group for you to be walked over, for your feelings to be invalidated, for your opinions to be looked up, looked over. Do not allow that to happen. I will also tell myself that loneliness isn't always bad. I'm telling you, I've been through seasons where there's just been me. And God knows I have, I, I struggled with those seasons because I'm like, God, why doesn't anyone like me? Why am I always by myself? Why is this so hard? How come I'm the most loving person and people can't see it? What is it about me that people find to be so embracive or so unwanting or so unloving when that's just not me? And God said, well, this has nothing to do with people and this has nothing to do with you. It's me and you time and it's okay. It's not going to feel good. You might be in a, in a, in a time where there's, you feel isolated, but I need you to know who I am. I need you to recognize my heart. I need you to build that relationship with me. I need you to see me for me. I need you to listen to my voice more often. I need you to be my voice to people that may be yearning for me. I need you to spend time with me. So don't look at this, this, this era of, loneliness or this area of you, uh, this era of you being alone as a bad thing. I need to cultivate a couple of things in you. I need you to read more. I need you to study more. I need you to write better. I need you to be able to analyze your character. I need you to process those feelings that you allow to be buried within, within only God knows where it is, <laughs> but I know it's for me to process hurt feelings, to let go heartbreak. 
I need to work on you is what God is telling me. I need to work on you and I need you to work on us. So don't feel like loneliness is a bad thing. And I definitely would tell myself that because I think if I would have told myself, you know, that a while ago or took the time to really realize why I was in these spaces and times of loneliness, that I wouldn't have so much shock and I wouldn't have internalized certain emotions. I just would have like, look, guy, whatever it is, let's do it. Whatever it is that you're taking me from, let me focus on us. Let me focus on you and let me move forward. And if it's there, when I come back, then it's there. And if it's not, I know you have better. Um, I think another thing I would tell myself is being, <laughs> this is a lot of things I think as black women, we get it, even though we are the most educated people in the United States, me being wise, me being educated is not a bad thing. And it does not negate from my blackness. A lot of times when I've grown up, I'll be like, oh, you sound white. Oh, you read white. Oh, mm, there goes that white girl. When has being educated be the only uh, a characteristic solely to those that may be white no i am how i am i'm educated because of the sacrifices my mom gave me one to be in catholic school she paid and emptied out her savings for me and my brothers and sisters to go have a catholic education to have a private school education you best believe I better be educated. You best believe I'm, <laughs> I'm, you, <laughs> I'm making good use of my mom's money. You best believe. And, you know, the fact that I read instead of watch TV, that my mom made us read the dictionary and encyclopedias instead of, you know, watching TV on Sunday mor Saturday mornings. You best believe I need to be educated. You best believe I need to say this and not this. Or there and not dare. You know what I'm saying? You best believe that I need to know how to speak. And it doesn't take away from the fact that I'm black. There are black educated people. And then there's people that are like me. I don't always sound educated, please. <laughs> I, I can get down with the best. Ebonics is a thing. You know, code switching is a thing. But it doesn't negate from me being proud of my blackness. It doesn't negate from me being black. And it doesn't mean that being educated is a white thing because it's not. And when you you limit yourself to understanding that diction and, and having good pronunciation and you being able to get A's in school is a white thing, you realize that, that you, you, you go beyond the barriers that your own people have set up be, for you. So, you know, stop thinking about the labels. Just be educated. Just know that you're not black nor white. It's not a black nor white thing. It's just being educated. People are educated, whether it's book smarts, whether it's street smarts, whether it's, you know, creativity, whether it's with innovation, there's different types of being, you know, of, of smarts, there's different means of being educated and there's, and how we share those things come out differently. And that's okay. That's okay. I would also say, because I'm a very sensitive person, I would tell myself like, why well, don't let, you know, people see, you know, your sensitive heart. Or people make it make you seem like there's some make it seem like there's something wrong with you because you are sensitive. Don't allow people to make it seem that you know you're emotional because you're in tune with your emotions, and and you have empathy. Don't 
allow people to be like, oh, you need to suck it. You need to get a little bit more tougher. You need to get a little bit more tougher. No. I need to say how I am. Because there's going to be impact when I'm not so aggressive. There's going to be impact when I allow people to see. Like, look, I'm, I can cry with you. I can love on you. I can be gentle with you. There's power in that. Don't allow people to, to, to allow for your sensitivity to be molded into something where you become this harsh, cold-hearted person. Like them, understand that it's okay to have a gentle spirit. It's okay to have a gentle presence. That doesn't mean that you're a pushover. It just means that you process emotions differently and that you operate in love. I, by right now, I live by love. I operate underneath love and I know that having a gentle spirit, being loving, being caring, being empathetic, allowing people to come and talk to you, not having a demeanor that where it's just like you're so closed up and people look at you like, mm -mm, girl, <laughs> you look mean. No, I'm a social worker now by trade. It wouldn't work <laughs> if I didn't have the sensitive spirit. God, you know, predained me, predestined me to be a social worker. It is evident with every interaction that I experienced when I was young. Everything when it comes to me having a gentle spirit. Everything when it comes to me having a yearning to help people. It was predestined for me to operate as a social worker. And so if I would have allowed people to change who I am for me to be a little bit more just, I'm tired, oh, oh, I know you're not having an attitude 24-7, I would not be where I am. I operate in love, and I always have been, and I would tell myself that it's always a good thing to operate in love. Lastly, I would also say that I would tell myself that being you is enough. Stop trying to be what's deemed cool. Stop trying to emulate what you see popular people do. Stop trying to be anything that is not you and goes against who you are. You are Laisha. And if you don't learn how to love Laisha, then you will be unhappy and there will be a lot of regrets. Keep on pushing through. Keep on praying. Keep on reading your Bible like you, you have been. Keep on being resilient. Keep on loving on people. And keep understanding that you are more than enough. So yeah. It's a short one this week. But I hope that you were able to get something from the message. And of course, I always offer a prayer of salvation. So if you would... Please stay tuned. If you would love to have a relationship with Christ and you've been looking for answers, looking for peace, the answer is in Jesus. And if you would like to accept him into your life as your Lord and Savior, just repeat these few words after me. Dear Lord, I need you. I need you to guide my life. I need you to restore my life. I need you to make me over again. Forgive me for my wrongs. Cleanse my mind and cleanse my heart from any and everything that's not like you or beneficial to my destiny. At this moment, I place my life into your hands. Mm -hmm. 
that you may take my problems to give me your peace, my weaknesses to give me your strength, my imperfections to give me your perfection. And as of this day, I vow to follow you and all that I do and allow you to be my God and me your child. And if you've repeated those words after me and sincerely meant them with your heart, mm. welcome into the royal family. Amen.